Do you know why I'm drinking way more now than ever? It's because every time I get on social media and I start scrolling, I see your gyms and I see your god-awful shitty social media post. And it's not the photos are that bad. Sometimes they are. It's mainly the copywriting. You're not speaking to anyone. You're putting hashtags all over the place on Facebook. You're not using the right kind of copy on Instagram. You're not addressing any micro problems. You're putting up, you know, 5.30 p.m. class getting lit. You know, wall balls at 6 p.m. Check out Becky. She's late. It's all bullshit. You are checking the box and doing the bare minimum. You're not talking about what makes your business unique, but I can help fix that problem. I'm currently offering social media copywriting services. I've hired an outside copywriter. I had them start doing it for Urban Movement and What the Fuck Gym Talk. It was an amazing success. We've done over 10 different micro gyms in the past four weeks. And if you want references, I'll send them to you. If you're not sure whether it's worth the money, I'll send you the, all the gyms we've recently done. You can look at their social media, see how it's improved. But bottom line is, guys, you do not have to be spending thousands and thousands of dollars every single month on ads. You got to run ads. But your organic social media should be bringing people in. Gyms that do this well get new clients on organic social media on the regular. It gets their clients to share the photos and videos, and it's all due to quality copy and good creative. If you're looking to improve that for your business, shoot me a DM on Instagram, and we can talk about setting up a discovery call. Guys, there's no reason to have your social media suck in 2020. Level that shit up, send me a DM, and we'll get on a call. Now on with the podcast. Let's do this. What is up, guys? It is Stu. It is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast, and I've got my good friend, the man, Aaron Dodge in the house. Aaron is, you're what I call, a, you're this hyper-local micro-celebrity in a city in which you not only you work, live, play, but you've turned the entire city almost into like... I feel like your own little social media channel. Like I, you're <laughs> everywhere, and I the, and real quick, I the best story. It, Leah Morgan, the name ring a bell. Leah Morgan. She used to work at Lululemon. She was a been a part time coach of mine forever. Okay. Leah Morgan hits me up. What is it? Like 2017 is when we had first moved to this building. She go and it was right around Christmas time. She says, "Hey, can this guy come and work out at the gym on Saturday and do a drop in?" I was like, um, sure, what, what's going on? And she's like, he's doing that. What was that? What's that thing you did? 12 what? gyms of Christmas, like fitness, fitness. Yeah. 12 gyms of fitness. And I'm like, so wait, let me get this straight. 12 there's, days of fitness or whatever. Something like that. I'm like there's just this guy, he's just coming around to different gyms and doing this 12 days of fitness thing and all this. And then I remember Matt Rich is over across with Sergo. Yep. She had been like, hey, Matt, he went to Matt's place. And I was like, I pinged Matt. I was like, this dude fucking weird. Like, what? Why? Why in the world? Like, what's special about this? Like, and he's like, nah, he's good. Whatever. He gave it to me, and you, you came in, and I'm not sure if I was here that day. You weren't. And then we connected later on because you were doing work with uh, Little Field Co. And you guys did a ton of awesome videos and stuff with us. But then you know you're out on your own now. Got the TikTok thing going. I want to jam on all that shit today. Aaron Dodge. For anyone who doesn't know who you are, um, go ahead and give the spiel, the the quick wrap, who you are, and uh, why it's important. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, I'm excited to talk about all things social media. Yeah, you hit it on, on the nail on the head. Just, just an all around hyper local social media dancing guy here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, you know, I you know figuring out what now that I'm on my own. You know, you have a your your identity is you know full time job. Then what are you doing outside of that? Now I'm full time on my own as my own personal brand. So week three, I have some things figured out. I have a lot of things I haven't figured out. Um, <laughs> you don't have it all figured out by week three. No, the no, fuck no, no. You were behind. Yeah, no, I got to finish that book, Company <laughs> One. And once I get through that, hopefully I'm good. Um, but no, man, I'm just uh, you know hype man, connector, creator. All these. All these type words. Yeah, these accolades, these names. And for people to give context, Aaron's not just like, and again, TikTokers getting like that name and that title is getting like a bad rap early yeah. quick because you just have a lot of these kids in LA and TikTok houses doing their thing. But, <laughs> yes. but you, I mean, for in all reality, at on a real, real scale, you are a hype man. You are an announcer at games like the the Charlotte Checkers, which is our minor league hockey team. Yep. You also are a hype man on at the Charlotte Hornets. Like you were literally out there with Mike. Taught you the NBA is not. That's a very familiar arena for you. You were involved yeah. in it. Like, talk to me about that. Yeah. Um, so I want to give love to Jacinda and Flatye. They're the in arena hosts for the Hornets. Okay. I have been in uh, have been in sports for eleven years now. Um, uh, funny story. I 
on my Windows uh, Windows Media Player on my Dell computer Windows in Media 2008 player. and a digital camera. I told the New Orleans Hornets why they should hire me as an intern. It is, and I put Dick Vitale like music behind it. It was just disgusting. I still have it on my Facebook. I need to pull it back yeah, out. That that would be a great need to, recall. Need to pull it back out, but um. Yeah, it's why why you should hire me? I'm I like basketball. I graduated. I did this internship, and I got a week. I got a call the next week, and I moved down to New Orleans as a as a 21 year old uh, part time intern. I I moved all the way to New Orleans to be a part time intern without guaranteed full time hours. Is it a paid gig? It was a paid gig, okay. seven twenty five, and they're like, you're going to work some events and games, and everybody else was local, and they're like, this kid moved from. South yeah. Carolina to and I was and they and they they looked at everybody on day one and said we're there's eight of you here there's two spots for a full time internship the following season um, and it's kind of up for grabs for whoever wants it and luckily luckily I always say that when I tell this story is my parents you know pushed me through college and I had a fun uh, money making job at Mer- in Myrtle Beach during the summer uh, with all the tourism, um, but I had the ability to not get a second job. That not getting that second job allowed for me to be at the becking call at the entire time. So yeah. anytime they said we need somebody to roll t-shirts, we need somebody to do this event, we need somebody to drop this thing off, it was all me. So then that pushed me into a, a full time internship, and that was uh, the next season. And I was just off to the races. Went up to Minnesota for three years and worked for the uh, Timberwolves and the world champion WNBA uh, Minnesota Lynx. Uh, and then came back here and worked four part time seasons uh, with the Charlotte Hornets. And, you know, that's the some of the, the best videos you've got. You know, there's that the cliche, what's the um, living on a prayer. There's a video of the guy, like a guy yeah. that the viral, it's like the most whatever of him singing and dancing and all there. And I don't even know how many of those versions you have of you up in the stands. They purposely <laughs> turn the camera on you. Yeah. For anyone who's seen any of your stuff, dancing comes to you naturally. Like people, I'll joke around, I'll be like, have you ever heard of Dodge? Like I remember seeing you one time at Sycamore. And I was trying to explain to you someone I was with at Sycamore at the brewery. And they're like, what is he? I'm like, well, imagine like a really good black dancer, but he's not black. <laughs> like he's, but he's just cool as fuck. And this guy's just fucking, he's a phenomenal. Talk to me about the dance background. Is that formal or is that just you fucking around when dancing on camera became a thing? Dude, when... My dad said the funniest thing. My dad's hilarious. My dad said the funniest thing. He said, "If I didn't, I didn't watch you birthed, I wouldn't think that you were mine." That's what he said to me at my thirty-fourth birthday dinner uh, this year. He's like, "If I didn't see you come out, I wouldn't think that you're part of this family." And that's completely true. Like, I just, I, I'm an Enneagram Seven. I'm an enthusiast, but the actual, like, the I, when I tell you that I had a beat when school dances started in sixth grade. I had a beat and I just, I never went to any formal training. I've been to one choreography class my whole time. But as soon as I learned that my VHS tape had a slow-mo button and like I was recording like NSYNC's live performance at the 2001 VMAs, like no strings attached. Like, Oh, it's just, I just did one on my TikTok a couple of weeks ago. I did the whole breakdown of dirty pop. It's just like, I've known it since 2002. Like it's, it's crazy. Um, and you know I can do impressions. I, I love Jim Carrey. I can. Oh, your can Jim do, Carreys are so good. Yeah, yeah, I can do. I got some funny stuff coming up uh, with that. But I, just nothing gets people more excited when I just find a good dance. Yeah. And, and that's what TikTok has has reinvigorated what I've already enjoyed and what I've already been able to uh, to do on my social media. So let's take people through the journey. So you, you did the sports thing. You're here in Charlotte and, you know, our real interaction, you started working for a local media company. Um, anyway, you know, a lot of the, the people listen to this, they, they'll follow Urban Movement. Um, we'll have people come up here for seminars and stuff. And they've seen a lot of the high quality stuff that we've done. You were a part of that team um, and that creation process. And then, you know, talk to me about that because it's – what you did there, you guys were doing like Ortho Carolina. You guys were doing that. Like you guys were doing big companies, sure. little companies like mine, and also big <clears throat> ones. And I, you know, I, this guy with all this spunk and personality and pizzazz and this ability to dance, and who is almost seamlessly like if there's four different events happening on a Saturday mm-hmm. in the fitness realm, you somehow seem to pop in at all of them. And what yeah. we're going to talk about the behind the scenes guerrilla strategy of that kind of stuff, but. 
and then you've got this media background and you got to work with a company like Little Field and, and you know, props to Duncan and those guys. You got some, I feel like that's all, like, cause that's the overkill version of what you now do on TikTok. We were joking around earlier. I'm like, your edits and stuff, are you, I was asking if you, are you exporting those to Final Cut or Premiere Pro and then uploading them to TikTok? I'm like, no, I'm just doing all the edits in the phone. Do you feel like, I mean, like your entrance now into your own gig and pushing your personal brand and using TikTok as your, you know, trampoline, your catapult, it almost feels like purpose. Like it's almost like, did you go work at Littlefield for that period of time to learn all like the behind? Like it almost <laughs> seems like purposeful, like yeah. an internship almost. Well, the craziest part about it is I've I've teamed up with one of my clients with a, a gentleman that works used to work at Wheelhouse Media here in Charlotte, and we're getting views on on uh, on his um, his brainchild, his company that he launched about five months ago. We're we're seeing views from an iPhone that we haven't seen. I mean, they they used to do gigs for Bojangles. They used to go out to the to the um, out west and shoot music videos with some of the top artists uh, in the world. And we're we're shooting an iPhone video for a twelve second video that's getting millions of views on TikTok. It's like everything that you've heard of seen and been preached to the last 15 years about content is thrown out the window on tiktok and so you're obviously you subscribe to the it's not the wand it's the magician yeah yeah it's not the gear it's not the it's all that and i tell you one thing unless you have a lot of followers people don't want to see that yeah they don't want to see it. They 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 want to see quick hitting, fifteen second iPhone videos. I mean, yeah, are, are some of these photographers, you know, you got a guy a photographer shooting a subject. You got somebody else doing their BTS. They pick a song that after eight seconds the beat drops dramatically, and a girl flips her hair back, and then the photographer shows the edits of the picture that he just took that the BTS guy is showing him. Like the like the storytelling shit is like crazy is crazy on tiktok is it do you think that you going back to that you know the the shorter is it just due to the base of our attention span because you say that but we're also in a world where joe rogan just got a 100 million dollar spotify deal and he is the longest longest long form podcast around no general topic whatsoever <laughs> is is he just an anomaly or an is, anomaly. There, is there okay <laughs> so you would say typically by and large anyone listening whether you're a micro gym owner or anyone looking to get eyeballs on your content shorter is always going to be better until you've kind of earned an audience to go long form. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing about TikTok is it loops. And so if you're, if somebody sits on, if somebody sits on an eight second video of you doing a, if you, if you're doing a, I, you know, I, I'm so upset with myself. I meant to find these three guys on TikTok that are just exploding. They're like in the middle of doing like a deadlift or a clean and jerk. And then their clothes like change and they're doing all the top dances and stuff like that. I forgot to look them up. If you have anything in a, uh, if you have any subject in the bio yeah, or something, yeah. I'll find them before you go. But like, like it's it's looping. So if you can grab somebody and tell a story, it's kind of like it's kind of a little bit like Vine, but also there's people that are are you know they're doing cooking shows and stuff like that. So obviously, when you see the ingredients that's about to go into this dish, you want to see how the dish turns out. So you're sitting there and you're like, what's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? And and but what really you're telling the algorithm is this is fucking good. Yeah. And then when you go into your analytics and you have a 27 second video and you can see that your people are watching it for 24 seconds, yeah. they're watching it 89 percent yes. of your video, and it's it's crazy. And that, that's even when I broke I broke it down to a client a couple of days ago. It's like a 10 second video. If if people are watching it 8.7 times, they're watching 87 percent of our video. And so that's what the algorithm is like serving up those all of those views once you get them hooked for for long enough so if you're trying to tell the story if you can tell a story that's impacted i mean part of it is let's trick the algorithm let's try to get people to stay as long as they possibly can but also it's it's social media 101 if you have a story that can hook somebody for and you got the little dial going on on the bottom so it's like sometimes i wish you could see i wish they could like put the selfie video back on your eyes because if you're like all right i want to see the end of this and i look down there's a white bar going across i'm like all right we're 50 percent yeah. through this but <laughs> i can commit to the rest of this yeah it's so funny too because all the gym like a client and it'll should be like hey i had a test i had a video shot i'm gonna send it to you what do you think and it's a two minute and 45 second video slow opener talking about sally and her fucking transformation and all that i'm like listen bro that's great send it to your current customers that you already have their attention like your members who actually know sally and be really jazzed to it send it to sally's mom um tim who's just scrolling facebook and 
not scrolling Facebook looking. Nobody goes, I'm looking for a gym today. I'm going to go on Facebook and see what the, where that is. They go to Google. I'm going to scroll slow today. Yeah, exactly. Looking, no, they go to Google for that. They get on Facebook to see all the shit people go to Facebook for, and maybe your ad interrupts them, and it's entertaining enough. But Facebook counts a view at three seconds. And so when someone's like, I've got a two-minute video, I'm like, I don't care what's in it. It could be fucking the unedited version of WAP. I don't care. No one's going to watch that fucking much on content. It's just not how we consume. We consume quick. 5G, fuck that. I need 10G. I need it now. I need it quick. Like, <laughs> it, it, we have instant gratification on social. Yeah. It's, you know, you got, it's, like I was telling you before with a client, we, we movement in our first, in our first point two seconds is what we do on every single video. And it's, and it's eye catching and people want to figure out what the end is and people want to figure out what, what's happening. And so, you know, I tell, I'm not saying by any means that, that, um, that well-produced can't happen on TikTok. I've seen it, but I mean, I've seen it from people that are just really, really good storytellers. So if you're, if you're out there and you're saying, I got all this different kind of content and I'm not, I'm not saying throw that out the door, but if you got a, if you got a story of uh, somebody at your gym, that's, that's sitting at, at a minute and you're like, I mean, I could, I tell you one thing, I haven't seen like a testimonial, somebody sitting in a chair on TikTok. I don't think that exists. No, that's so going to be throw that out very the, old school, very old, <laughs> throw school. that out the door. But yeah. if you have, if you have a, if you have um, a way to tell your story in a you know quick amount of time, location, um, but if you want that, that's a cool thing about TikTok is you can you can tell it in the TikTok way. We were talking about Gary V before we press the record button. Gary V is doing the same thing that he's doing on some other platforms, but he's putting the new text that the text can pop in quicker and faster on TikTok. So when he when he drops a sentence over here, it's popping up over here. You know, if it, yeah. if you're in the gym and you want to do the, you know, if you want to show the workout, if you want to have a couple of your members stay a little bit later and after they're done cleaning and jerking, they're doing the they're doing the hottest dance on on TikTok. You don't know what's going to happen. I posted a video seven days ago, and I've got four thousand followers from that seven days ago. I'm, I, sh- I should cross ten k in in a few days, and it's been it the the amount of time that the TikTok lives in the TikTok world is something I've never seen before. Tell me, have you got have you got more likes? Have you got a like on Instagram after forty eight hours of a post? Oh yeah, no, you're you're this news cycle's done. It's done. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone. And the for you page, you know, you have the you have the the people that you're following page, you have the for you pages on there as well. I don't spend any time I follow a thousand people. I looked at it today, I follow a thousand people, I don't spend any time on the for you page. As a creator and somebody that is doing this for businesses and having clients, I stay on the I stay on the for you page because that's my algorithm. Sure. That's what I want that's what I want to see. That those are the dancers. I want to see what the new dance coming out is. I want to see what the top songs are coming out. I want to see who's who's doing the WAP dance. I want to see yeah. homeboy with the ocean spray on the yeah, skateboard yeah, yeah. that just got a dog face. Dog face just, just just crushing it. He had, I saw he had another deal with another company. So you're only, it, I think I would say Twitter and Vine are probably the only two other platforms that I've seen. You're only one video away from stardom sure. like I've seen on TikTok. And it's, you know, for everyone listening, you know, to summarize it again, there is a, there's still a population of individuals who are like, I don't get it. So you make the videos, but how does that make money? Right. And again, realizing that attention now is a higher currency value than oil. Like literally, attention had like Charlie. Charlie is one of the OG uh, TikTokers. She's that. She's you know that she's one of the first girls I think to really pop on on TikTok. Uh, you, she's getting paid the amount of money she's getting paid on sponsored posts is more than what most people make in an, an entire year because she has the one resource that is limited and so limited because whereas oil is limited, you can only find it and drill for it in certain areas. It's still always there. The attention is not. And the thing I see with TikTok, the thing I, I think initially was abrasive to me, like I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm an elder millennial, right? Mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram and, you know, is the speed, the speed at which the, the trends go. Like literally you could see something pop and then within a less than a 24-hour cycle, all the top accounts are doing their riff on that trend. Yep. In a news cycle on Facebook and Instagram, we don't see that at all. Like Chris Doe is one of my favorite graphic designers, and he has an Instagram account. And he was the first person to make the, car- the long-form carousel super popular. 
So he took the carousel option Instagram and he made it like little mini ebooks, but his engagement numbers just went through. Now, every graphic designer does a long form carousel style where you just keep swiping and it keeps you on there longer. And, you know, it's they've got a 10 slide, you know, uh, model that, you know, value, value, call to action, call to action, punch at the end kind of scenario. And it, you see everyone do it. I do it with WTF. I've got Jim's doing it. I'm so impressed at the speed. Speed at which things change on t- t- not talking uh, algorithm change. I'm like the way somebody pivots to jumps on that on the next trend. Yeah. Now, how much of that has to? I mean, how much research are you having to do in the interim in between your content posting? How much are you having to see? Okay, what is everyone else doing? What is staying on trend? What's working for other people? All the time. Yeah, I, my my pitch to my clients is I'll be on tick I'll be on TikTok for 20 hours a week, so you don't have to be. Yeah, because I'm trying to see what trends because. Um, it's funny when you when you when you get into something and you talk about it so much you I mean you, I know you know this but like you 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 figure things out even yeah. though you know it and somebody emailed me and was just like I heard in Charlotte you're the you're the TikTok expert and I'm like oh I hate the word expert it's like you know Malcolm Gladwell probably said ten thousand hours on something before yeah, you yeah. considered an expert I'm like I know a lot but but the one thing that I realized I had this aha moment a couple of days ago. Facebook and Instagram, and maybe even Twitter, but we'll just say Facebook and Instagram. Hot model goes to the to a top the top of a parking deck, takes a picture with the city in the background. If somebody duplicates that same shot the next day, that person's getting the person that copied is getting lit up. One, like I said to you before, yeah. TikTok is like TikTok is like Bizarro World from Seinfeld. Like it's the exact opposite. Somebody makes up a dance. And everybody else does it. Somebody does a trend and everybody else does it. So the copycat culture is out the door. So that's what's really interesting for me and for and for the people that I pitch TikTok to is like if you're an orthodontist, you can do the dance that Charlie D'Amelio did. And now you're the funny dancing yeah. orthodontist from Charlotte. You know, I had, uh, when I was, when I was pitching him on TikTok, it's not TikTok related, but he said a girl was about to go get braces put on at another place, saw us on Instagram, saw how fun we were actually had the orthodontist send her x-rays. She said, I don't want to work with you, but oh, by the way, can you have the front desk send, send my x-rays so that I can get braces put on another because you guys just opened up a new office in Mooresville and you looked fun. Yeah. And so when I look at, con- and I'm going to, before I do this, one of you had the Malcolm Gladwell quote, you know, 10,000 hours to be an expert. So I also, there's another quote in that same vein, Frank Abagnale from Catch Me If You Can. Frank Abagnale, in that scene and in the book, he teaches an entire semester in college, right? He's not a professor. And his thing, how did you get away with that, Frank? I only had to be one chapter ahead of my students. Mm. That, that is, I live and die by that. I live and die by, like, because even in this world, in COVID, I was the first one to come up and be like, I, I, I can't be a, a business consultant to the micro gym because I, I've never been through a pandemic. I don't know what the end of this tunnel looks like, but if I can go ahead and get you know movement anywhere, our digital thing on demand for quicker, if I can do all this, I just be one step ahead. I'm able to help everybody. Yeah. You look at the people like, you know, if you're an athlete, you don't need, if you're a football player, you don't need Bill Belichick. You literally need that like third string on an NFL team that will never see the field. He's really never played, but he's better. You need someone that's just a couple chapters ahead of you, someone yeah. who's light years ahead of you. You can't really learn from. Like I wouldn't want Malcolm Gladwell to mentor me. Yeah. I feel like my head would explode. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but going back, you know, with her picking that, that is now the currency. You know, she picked the orthodontist because previously educators, education and entertainment, when I, how I view it with uh, content. Previously, I think we all kind of put a ton of value in education, and that's why ebooks. Like, don't give me your email address and get my ebook. Like, that was the pitch. Yep. That was the lead magnet. Now, it's entertainment is, in my opinion, way more the lead magnet now in the trust mechanism. Because when you're outward and extroverted and being either funny or coy or witty or sarcastic or whatever it is. You let more of your personality come out. The second I give you education, I even see myself with this, you know, pivoting on content for WTF. When I start preaching and getting on my soapbox about five things you need to do, I'm like, oh, I sound like infomercials. Oh, yeah. It's like, how can, that's where, you know, I think one of the success I've had on WTF is how can I make this as smart ass and funny and just slightly out of line and just like piss off 49% make 51% follow yeah, right that yeah. kind of a scenario oh it's so funny it's a, you you hit the you hit the nail on the coffin i was just like uh 
I'm just quitting my job and I see all these people, their TikToks are going viral. They're quitting their job. They're doing all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, I'm going to be the, the dancing guy that also gives business tips because I'm going to try to get some clients on TikTok. And I, I did this business tip video on my TikTok and it got like 37 likes. And then I danced into my bathroom seven days ago and it's got 238,000 views right now. It's just like, st- like stay in your lane. Like yeah. I was at a friend's house last night. She's like, she's like, Dodge, you're a connector. You make people feel a certain way. Like forget all the business stuff. Like, yeah, like you gotta let, you gotta let your personality shine, do the business stuff on the side, help, help your clients win over here, but you don't have to talk about it on your social media because I tell you one thing, everyone's waiting to open up Instagram and have you dancing like a fool somewhere in Charlotte, not wanting to get business tips. From sure. You. They can come, that can come down the row but what I do well right now is make people feel a certain way with my content and so that's every single day I wake up saying how can I make somebody laugh how can I have one comment say like what you said 51% 49% what I'm looking for every single day is to make somebody's day and when when my content does that like fulfilled yeah. I you know one of the things I was going through uh going through a bunch of your stuff earlier and I was like the things that like we said Jim Carrey that's like nostalgia is always such like Hollywood has used nostalgia forever like I knew I, I've got a my daughter's three and I'm like I know like when she was born I'm like what wait what date is it when did Lion King come out? I'm like, those fuckers are going to release a new Lion King. I goddamn guarantee it. Because all the people that were my age and your age when we first saw Lion mm-hmm. King maybe have kids now and families. And then when the new Lion King drops, it's nostalgic for us. We'll want to take our kids to it. Nostalgia has always won in branding and business forever. And when I watch, like, you had the one liar liar where he gets pulled over <laughs> for the speeding ticket. Yes. And I'm sure you could <laughs> recite it word for word. But, dude, that uh. literally – because I remember watching that movie – Jennifer Tilly, Jim Carrey, just like the stuffer like a Thanksgiving turkey line. It brought me back to watching that in grade school. And that was my favorite. I, like at the time I was like, that is it. It's nostalgia on stuff like that for my my demographic. Yeah. If it's a, a 15-year-old kid watching your stuff, it might not play as well. They'd be like, dad, where somebody have to look up what the fuck we're talking yeah, yeah, about, yeah. you know? God, do you want me to do it now? <laughs> like, do you have it memorized? Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Do you know why I pulled you over? It depends on how long you were following. Um, and he goes, here goes. I sped. I followed too closely. I ran a stop sign. I almost hit a Chevy. I sped some more. I failed to yield a crosswalk. I changed lanes in the intersection. I changed lanes without speeding while running red light and speeding. What Fucking else? love it. I have unpaid parking tickets. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the kind of thing like we're, and I think, how old are you now? 34. Okay. So we're same age. Yep. I think we're kind of in that cool spot. You 34, you're able to still be very relative to a young demographic. Yes. And you will still have 45 to 50-year-olds look at you like, all right, there's something here on this platform. Because I think everyone went through that area where, like, grandpa said, I'm not getting a Facebook. Or let me say, grandpa said, I'm not getting a website. I got the yellow pages. And then mom said, I'm not getting a Facebook. And then now mom has to check in on the kids and the picture. Like, I think everyone's kind of seen that, oh, I told you so. And I, I think most people, that's why most people are not discounting the platform. Yeah, no, I, I, when I equate this to people that really understand social media, I equate it to people that thought, thought Snapchat was the, the app to send inappropriate video, uh, photos to high, between high schoolers. And I got on Snapchat and I started telling my story on Snapchat and then obviously Instagram stories came along. So if there's anybody out there that's like, you know, cause I think what we did is we got through and started to pick up a little bit of traction and then we, we got the, the COVID factor where, you know, moms that were home with their kids were like, I got to get on TikTok just to, to you know, to pass the time sure. or to, to, you know, everybody was just sitting there doing nothing. And now it's emerged and I got lodged into business TikTok a couple of months ago. And I've just seen these, so many of these people win, but I'm just like, now don't get me wrong. Every single client that comes to me, I'm going to say like, how many followers do you got on Instagram and Facebook? And, and the answer is not always going to be TikTok for people, sure. Especially with the integration of IG Reels, like we let's let's try to get you some wins on IG Reels. If you got a lot of people over here, let's try to see what that engine's looking like. Because whether or not it's there's 80 million people on TikTok actively, if you can't tell your story and you can't grab people, it and doesn't it, matter. And you don't have the money, yeah. And you don't have the time, and you know, my, you know, my friends like. Uh, you know, I'm a one, I'm a one person chiropractic office. She's like, when I have one hour to do, if I don't take notes on my previous cl-, and then she's like, I'm, 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 
I'm out of control. Like I just, I, I don't have any time and, and I'm, and I'm young and I'm new and I don't have enough, you know, time to, to pay somebody and do those kind of stuff. And so I, I told her to get on IG reels and her first one got some good, some good return. I was like, stay where, stay where, you know, stay where You're your people yeah. already are. And if you, you know, but if you have the opportunity to, whether that be with hiring someone or, or you have somebody that's on your team, that's like, you know, younger, maybe like myself that really is on the platform a lot. And you can say, Hey, you know, employee number or whatever, you know, tell me what's happening on TikTok. Show me what we can do to bring a trend into here. Show me what, you know, could we be the, the dancing gym that dances to every single trend? Can we be an informative gym? You know, I've seen a lot of fitness uh, professionals. You only have one minute to tell a story like you're not doing a full workout. This is an IGTV yeah, yeah. when everybody, when we were stuck in COVID that the, the influencers were turning their IGTV, IGTV on because it could save and you can do, and um, not IGTV, I'm sorry, Instagram live, you know, and doing workouts in their apartment with two dumbbells, sure. like this is one minute. So yeah. if you can hook people and tell and, and, and explain a, a, a workout in one minute to your followers, they're going to stick around. They're going to write it down. They're going to save it. And they're going to be like, Oh, that, that one girl, that one fitness girl had an ad, great ab workout. And I'm going to, I'm going to check back on it later or something like that. Hit the follow button. So it, you know, I told people, I said, listen, you know, I got gym owners that are essentially, you know, sitting here and they're like, dude, I don't see the fucking value in it. I don't understand. I'm not going to fuck around with it. And I'm like, and I, I, I run by the same questions. Do you have the time? Do you have the framework for it? Are, are you diligent enough on even other platforms, you know, kind of scenario? But I think of it like this. TikTok allows your personality to be there because it's so quick. The format of it is very fast consumption. It's like uh, – if you and me are at Sycamore and we see a table full of acquaintances or people we know decently well, we're a few degrees of separation, you walk by to be polite and you say something and while you're there, you know, like, it's, hey, what's up? How you doing? And you've got that moment to either be super nice, polite, thoughtful, I like those shoes, blah, 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 oh, that beer's great. You have that moment and that's your personality. You're not going to sit there long enough and let them decide whether they want to be best friends with you. Sure. TikTok allows that personality to come out in multiple different instances throughout yeah. a day, a week, whatever it is, versus something like long form, like a YouTube, you know, whatever, or your Instagram live for your, you know, live workouts. That's someone getting to know you, whether I want to do business with them. This is like, do I even like that person? We've all had a social situation. You know, you're at the bar talking, somebody walks in and they, I don't know, they just maybe just talk about themselves or they're kind of arrogant or there's something about him. You're like, that's not my dude. TikTok allows you to put that vibe out there and people dig it. They can pick it up. And if they don't, they put it back down. But the other platforms, I think, don't allow it as well. And I'll openly admit, like even on Instagram, the fitness industry is doing all the goddamn same thing. We're all doing it. Photo or video with very tried and true similar copy. It's not, you know, no one's really kind of broken the mold. No one has started the Jersey Shore vlog of their gym and all the characters of their gym and having like someone there every day, like picking different characters and doing that, all that stuff. Yeah. No one's gotten super creative in the gym space in, in social media content. It's pretty much all the same thing. Here's a 10 second clip of the 5:30 a.m. class. Like it's, we're all rinsing repeating the same shitty tactic what do you see as um from your perspective as a as an influencer do you think it's better to stay small or is it better to get like with tiktok is the goal this is it goal is amassing as big of a following as possible or is massing a smaller following where your pull is super super deep that if you had a big enough following and you said hey i just wrote this book right life by dodge or whatever it is yeah. like go check it out, go buy it. Like where you'd have a lot of pull. What, what, what do you, th what's your goal with it? Well, the, pro well, the, I don't want to say a problem, but the one problem with TikTok where, while it's, while it's a massive ability to follow, there's the uh, ability to make it hyper local is, is a little bit of a challenge. It's not like Instagram. You can't say, you know, come to my new gym and put tag urban movement. Cause you just went onto Google and got your, it to yeah. attach to your Apple maps. You can't do those kind of things. And so it's like, yes. I, I stum yet. Yeah. I stumble upon people from Charlotte or people, you know, another video that I did dancing at Sycamore brewery went viral and 97% of the comments were like, ha ha ha, that's a funny dance. And then three people were just like, oh, snap, Sycamore. So the ability for it to be hyper local for your gym and around your gym, unless you're going to you know, spend the money to, 
to get on the TikTok business um, and spend the ad money. Um, from an organic standpoint, yes, you can be the dancing gym. Yes, you can be the, the gym that follows all the different trends, but you can't. I can't guarantee that the people that flood and the people that comment on it and the way that the algorithm serves it, that they're going to serve it in San Francisco, yeah. California. And you'll have to hack that. You'll have to, if you're Cleveland, Ohio, and you want people to know you're the best gym in Cleveland, Ohio, you probably should be rocking Browns gear while you're doing it or doing funny fitness slash Browns content. Like yeah. you're going to need to make the content strategy hyper local around the thing as well. Yep. You know, you did that. You did one recently and I'm like, it's not an, I'm like Dodge isn't dumb. It's not an accident. The giant Sycamore sign is right there. Like he gets this. He did this professionally with big fucking $5,000 camera. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. I, the micro influencer and Instagram and stuff. I've always, I've always pitched when I've talked with people who want to do like create a channel, a podcast where I'm like the money and the goal shouldn't be, you know, this, you know, what I call like a macro influence, like a hundred thousand followers and above the money's there. Like I, I did an entire thing where I wrote out for every thousand followers you have, if you have a product or service, you probably can make, you could potentially make a hundred thousand dollars off a thousand followers. If they're deep and it's not your fucking aunt Sally and Lisa and you know, your family members all follow you. It's literally, you have a thousand dedicated people that if you post something, they're going to check it out. If you have a blog, they're going to go read it. And, and you can, you can scale that on Instagram. And I think you're right. I think that's one of the things that maybe are, people are fearful of on TikTok. They're curious. Is it, is it just a, a social dilemma consumed a culture that is just fucking like right, next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. And then there's, there's not as much connection there. Cause when you see 4,000 comments on a on a post you know at some point on tiktok is there kind of a point where like that's too bloated it's almost like too much too much attention on there i can't know i don't know how to siphon through what's real or what's someone just swinging by to try to get their audience over on their tiktok yeah well it's bloated is a yeah that'd probably be a great a great way to put it the one thing that i that i um kind of sort of taken off a caveat of that is a gr the great part about TikTok is the ability for it to um, manifest itself into other pieces of content. You talked about like, you know, can it, uh, can it, um, you know, translate differently as to, do I have to recut or something over here? But if you shoot something, like I said, on your skateboard, uh, going back to, to, to dog face, like if you shoot something on your skateboard, that's, that's going, um, that you happen to put into TikTok, as soon as you put that out, I mean, that, that can go on your IG reels. That can go on your Instagram. That can go, that can go anywhere you really want it to. Let's, um, see, let's do, let's talk about that. Cause I want, I, this is gonna be a great piece of video content. Talk about dog face. Like for those people who don't understand talk, just give the storyline of what that video and what it was and how it went viral. Okay, so I'm going to butcher the actual true story because I get really nervous on large podcasts like this saying, <laughs> saying the wrong thing. Um, I believe his car broke down and he was skateboarding uh, somewhere and he put it to Fleetwood Mac Dreams. And when I tell you that there's just something about, there's something about the app that like, you know, like every a couple months ago, everybody wanted to go viral. I was, I was, I was, I was in that thing. I was like, I was trying to post at a certain time. I was using the hashtag FYP, all that kind of shit. But there's just something about a piece of content on TikTok that is just going to just move people in a, in a different manner, and then it get likes and comments, and then all of a sudden it explodes, and it's got 12 million likes and 70 million, 70 million views. But yeah, he his car broke down hopped on a skateboard, camera in the right hand, ocean spray in the left hand, Fleetwood Mac, just make, giving all the elder millennials nostalgia. I, I saw a meme like, if only these kids knew who Fleetwood Mac was, or, <laughs> or, or we should be happy that it, it's on TikTok as now all of the youngins know who Fleetwood Mac is. Yeah. But just an ocean spray cranberry and a, and a, and a selfie. And yeah, you, you know, if you do any sort of Google search, if you're hearing about the story for the first time, you do any sort of Google search, search with ocean spray or dog face, and you're going to see that the CEO bought him a vehicle. Yeah. You're going to see that he's already has multiple deals. I see him on Instagram live uh, or TikTok live all the time saying he's got new merch coming out. I don't really know his backstory. I don't know what kind of, uh, what kind of human he is. I'm sure he's an amazing person. If, if brands are gravitating towards him and the CEO gave him a car, uh, I'm pretty sure he's, he's all about, um, you know, intentional things like kindness sure. and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, like I said, yeah, one, one, one yeah. video can just, and he's got a moment in time and he can capture it and roll it into something or, you know, it can, it could fizzle out. Out, like you see a lot of times on a viral video. Yes. And the, the thing with, you know, you're met, like chasing virality. Virality is one of those things that is largely unknown. But like when you sit back, 
hindsight being 2020, when I look at him, like, all right, there is a guy here who at first I, he I'm not and then this is not not insulting he he doesn't look homeless but he just looks homely he doesn't like he just he hasn't shaved in a while he's just got some kind of great hoodie the feather tattoo Fe- yeah feather tattoo <laughs> like you know he's on in a his gang. skull yeah he just <laughs> and he's he's riding down and it you know it almost looked like he did it accidentally like he's just like fucking around this thing like he was gonna send it to his kid it yep. looks super innocent yep. it didn't look produced and then in my head my business brain and my marketing brain goes man. I would love to hear that he really knew that Ocean Spray is just one of these companies no one gives a fuck about. Yep. And it's one of these companies that would kill to be cool. Ocean Spray's in this huge category of brands that are like, we want to be cool too. We want to be like witty, like Heineken on tweeting and Oreos yeah. tweeting at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they're just not. And this guy did what probably their entire marketing, like if I'm the CEO, I have a meeting on marketing team and I'm like, you're not all fired, but just to let you know, <laughs> this dude, Dogface7652 in California, did more with one fucking nine second video on TikTok in impressions than you fuckers have done in seven quarters. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I swear to God, my, me and my kid were at Publix, the one here in South End. The, the ocean spray was not sold out. There was maybe three left, though. And I, I wanted to take a picture of it and just be like, bro. Like, I, I was meant to make a social media post. I'd be like, look at the effect of that. Like, nobody's drinking vodka cranberries. Nobody except a little you on your period. Like, that, <laughs> like the fuck? Like, the departed? Like, it's just uh, not. It's absolutely. I would love to know. Like, I want to know sales. That's yeah. all I want to know. Yeah. I want to know. From starting two weeks ago, I want to know Ocean Spray's sales, sales last quarter, and I want to know. What, I saw like a sweet, innocent celebrity that's on TikTok. I don't know who it was because when you see as many videos as I do, you don't know who the hell it is. They took a sip of something else, and the most liked comment was, that's not Ocean Spray. <laughs> and it was liked like 4,000 times. I was like this this cute little like celebrity. I don't know if it was like, yeah, it was a, it was probably, I don't know who it was, but it was like, that's not Ocean Spray. And like brand- How dare you duplicate the video and not purchase the fucking Ocean Spray? And I think big brands obviously truly understand awareness and how important awareness is. You know, not every piece of awareness and every impression equates to a sale, I think the smaller, like a lot of the gyms I work at have such a hard time when I'm like, hey, I'd like for you to be posting organically three times a day. Just pick an AM, pick an afternoon, pick a PM. It's, it, there's no magical time necessarily. It's more about what you post, not when you post. And sure. say, well, why? why? Should I just spend the money on like an ad where I'm paying X amount of dollars for a lead? I'm like, you should probably do that too. But you need to be out there. People interact with things multiple, 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 multiple times before they ever even realize, like remember that they've interacted with it. Like we're all being served ads right now that we've actually been served plenty of times. But if you were to actually ask me like a focus group, Stu, how many times have you seen an ad for this product? Like, uh, never, maybe once. And you're like, no, we've literally hit you with it 10 times. Well, you and every fucking buddy else in the internet. Oh, and all the busy shit I have going on in my day. There's 86,400 seconds in a day. And that one organic post is going to be on Facebook will be seen by less than 10% of your overall followers. Yep. So you have this very small group that might have seen it. And like, that's why, you know, at Urban, we do reruns and I coach people on, so on Instagram, on Facebook, especially you got to rerun. I, it's not, it's not feasible for a micro gym to post three times a day, all brand new posts every time. Take that post from six weeks ago, rerun it. Same image, same thing. The same reason you and me, Dodge, can sit here right now and say 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance is because we've heard that fucking tagline for 10 years. Repetition is key. And for, you know, brands, you know, um, when I started doing the vlog, I and I need the vlog to pick up steam. I'm like, I need a recurring thing. So I've got the opener from Uproar of Lil Wayne where he just goes, what the fuck though? Boom. And just every single fucking time it does that. And I literally, it was probably about maybe 30, 40 vlogs in. People are like, every time I hear Lil Wayne's uproar, I think of your vlog. And I'm like, that's repetition. That's yep. what you fucking need. Yep. Where do you see for you? Because you've got kind of this dual thing. You've got to keep growing Aaron Dodge, the personal brand, to create the awareness. And then simultaneously, you're kind of creating conversations with local businesses sure. and how TikTok can be influential there. Is that a hard split? I mean, again, you're out on your own now. You're doing your own thing. How do you split as a company of one? How do you <laughs> split your time between personal brand development and continue build awareness on TikTok um, and cold call, outreach, connect with? And we even got into the connecting part of that's, I think, your, your strongest suit in guerrilla marketing is you connect. You're with everyone everywhere. I don't know anyone who's had bad things to say about you. 
right? And I've tried to find him. Like, no, but really, do you really like him? Is is he kind of a douche? Like, no, he's actually the coolest dude ever. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I fine. appreciate that. Yeah, man. but how how do you split that time now? It's hard. I mean, I'm two weeks. I, I don't. That's an easy question. I'm t- I'm two weeks in, and I'm you know t- finding time to push my brand forward, and also thinking about thinking about my clients, thinking about um, you know, I just saw. I just saw a, a video of a, a brewery showing their, you know, how do you, do you know how beer gets into a can in all of these breweries? I don't know how, I mean, I'm sure. No. I have no idea. And no, so I went my on, liver and that's it. it right. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, I'm going to see what, what breweries are doing on TikTok. So I have to, to, time blocking is really big for me. Like the next 30 minutes, I'm going to do nothing but check hashtags on, uh, you know, I have a client meeting coming up. So I'd check hashtags. Cool. I'm going to try to get uh, into that algorithm, trying to see kind of what's going on over there. Then I'm thinking about my content. What am I going to post tonight? Uh, what does that look like? What trends? You know, I mean, I had actually, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this from a creative standpoint, the, the video that's going viral, viral, viral right now on my TikTok. Um, one of the guys, the cool part, the cool thing about TikTok is you can you can reply to a comment in the video. So the guy says, "I dare you to do it in public." So it, it, I click the button and it goes up. And so I tried to do it in public and it just wasn't, I, I wasn't in it. I wasn't feeling it. There was too many people staring at me. Everybody knew what I was doing. It was, and so I, I, I took, I bowed out. And uh, I went to a local gym here that was opening West Cap Secret, and yeah. the two, uh, one of the owners is a former NFL cheerleader, yep. and the other one we had on the podcast, yeah. like two weeks ago, yeah, 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 um, Heidi and Marissa, Marissa. and I'm yep. and I'm there, they they looked me dead in the face. Here, are you going to do a TikTok in here? And I go, actually, I got I got one that will work. I was like, they're like, well, what do we have to do? And I was like, you just got to stand there. And yeah. I did, I did the twerk for me uh, TikTok trend, and I was just like, it's gonna it's gonna crush on Instagram, and it is. It's just like you have to you never know where your next creative idea is going to come from. And when you have a brand like mine, that it can be an impression, it can be, uh, it can be something funny. It can be a dance. Like it's just, you just have to, um, you can always plan out your stuff. You can always plan on what you want to do, but there's just sometimes when you're feeling uninspired and then, and then boom, it hits you and you're just like, that's what I need to do. That's what I can do. And it was, you know, I, I tried to post by seven o'clock and it was seven thirty, and I was like, let me get this up real quick. So I want to try to post something today. And it's, it's fun. It's just yeah. like, it's, it's, it's cool to, uh, it's cool to be like that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge. I realized that, you know, this week I was just like, I gotta have, I gotta find time that I'm only thinking about my brand and what I, and how I want to push it forward. So time blocking is, is definitely something that I, I need to do for sure. So, you know, uh, Facebook and Instagram, obviously same company, essentially, um, you can push. Ah, I made it an Instagram. I want to push it to Facebook, right? All this yeah. TikTok doesn't have that ability now. So repurposing content. So you you had this video that for uh, West Cup Secret um, and for their studio. You're like, hey, listen, this is gonna kill on Instagram. Do you publish it on TikTok and then push it over to Instagram as well? And then is there any changes? Do you is there a difference? A different nuance enough in the platform to where you got to make edits to it so it looks different when it comes out on Instagram than when you baked it and cooked it on TikTok? Yeah, you can. The more you use it, you'll figure out some you'll figure out some hacks. But um, yeah, so that, it's funny that you say that because every every social media is different. I I post at seven between six and seven thirty on TikTok at night. I won't post any other time. I haven't found uh, in in good engagement on any other time. Um, so like I said, I went to that event got back into my car and I was like, I got to post this before seven 30 posted it, but I knew I had nothing to post on my Instagram the next day. Everybody in Charlotte knows West cap secret and knows Marissa and Heidi and knows, uh, that I go to these, uh, you know, these pre opening influencer events. And so I was like, I'll give him a little bit of a sneak peek. And I wrote on the, I wrote it, I put it up on IG reels because I'm seeing more traction on my IG reels. So I took it out. And, and honestly, I think that in this culture of people that have a gazillion followers on TikTok and a gazillion followers on Instagram, everyone's leaving their, everyone's leaving their tag, their TikTok hologram that's bouncing around. They're leaving that on there. And so, um, trying to get people to jump to different pla- to follow them on both platforms. Yeah, I mean it's 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 branding for me. I have the same tag on TikTok as I have on Instagram, so it, it's I can cross pollinate that all day. So I brought it into IG Reels, tagged uh, Marissa, and them, put a couple of texts over top of it. I said, "When your friends open a gym, you." you christen it with a TikTok. congratulations this west cap secret and just they stood there while i while i did the twerk dance and it it worked out fine it's it's great i i i didn't have anything to post this this morning i got a post in on my TikTok last night and it it 
the the communication between the two is is pretty seamless. Yeah, I think people don't also realize they they probably think like he's posting one time a day, six to seven thirty. Like that's it, just one time a day. The so how long does it take you to shoot, and then what is your how long does it take for you to edit a TikTok? Oh gosh, I mean, <laughs> well, there's a difference between edit and a difference, with, and then there's a difference between a dance that is ridiculously hard. I'm I'm freaking at Joe Tabaldi's office, like <laughs> trying to get this day. Like on Sunday, I'm trying to get this dance down. So I mean, for for me, I don't really edit too much. If, yeah. you, if there's if you get on TikTok, there's people that are doing ridiculous transitions. There's people that are that are taking times with time lapses and all this time. I mean, I'm I can. I did one a couple of days ago. It was a, it was a one take wonder, and I I pressed the record. Those are always nice. Oh yeah, pressed the record fifteen seconds out and yeah. and posted it. I don't really get too glamorous with my filters or anything like that. People just want people. I'm starting to grow my brand as just this thirty four year old single white dude that can move like. Justin Timberlake. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, yeah. he's a little bit better than I am, but um, just a bit. But yeah, I mean it's it's it's. It's easy if if you got the impression down. If you yeah, it's a little it's a little hard. I did I did uh, the other one that I thought you were going to bring up too is my Mrs. Doubtfire. Impression. Oh yes, yes. Um, that took me an hour and forty <laughs> minutes to shoot because you have to drag the timer back and you have to try to get the pacing down and stuff like that. So that was probably the longest one that took me. Uh, it took me an hour and forty five minutes to shoot all that. I it's the one thing I've not researched on YouTube. Right, YouTube is where you go when you want to learn how to do something. Right, sure. like I, I I can only imagine the amount of you know how to make tiktoks 2020 tutorials and youtube have got to be for days right now with sure. people teaching that how quickly are they updating the edit editable features and things like that like on tiktok like tiktok if you find the right people tiktok there's tiktok teachers on tiktok you don't have to go to youtube so if a, if a trend like there's like a trend where everybody um, it's like you want to know how to do a looping video. The coolest thing that I'm really enjoying is people doing looping videos. Their last sentence at the 59 second mark talks to the first second of the video. So you get through it all the way to the end and then their conversation just leaks into the, and you find yourself just watching it like six times. I'm just like so impressed But this girl was just like a great way to do a looping video is to open a door. And she opened a door, did the conversation that she was doing. And then it looped back to like, heard and so if you if you want to know things on tiktok if you find the right person your algorithm if you're interested in that kind of stuff the algorithm will give you some of those people and like right before i got here uh there was a girl her name is tiktok biz tips that's what that's what her name is on tiktok so you can find and understand obviously youtube's a you know the number two search engine on earth so you can find uh, how to do those kind of things but i needed to figure out how to do something specific i got lost on three searches on on uh on YouTube, failed three times on YouTube, put it into a search into TikTok and found it in TikTok. Where, so I want to go to this connector thing. So when I tell people when you're a, when you're a gym, right? In micro micro gym, taking these CrossFit gyms in Charlotte, even West Cap Secret, you need to effectively have 250, 350 paying clients, which is not a lot of people, especially in a, a tier two city like Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Being hyper locally relevant when you're a bit brick and mortar business, gym, whatever it is is beyond important, like beyond important for people to know who you are hyper locally. Like you have to know people you should, you should, you know, we have the sweat local CLT podcast where you just go and interview and meet with other business owners and then do pop-up workouts with them and all this other stuff for you. You, one thing I think you've always done well is you're that connector. I joked around earlier on the podcast about like, if there's, you know, if beers and burpees is an event happening and there's a grand opening happening here and who has got a, a, a boot camp, but I feel like you, you're everywhere in there. And I know that's not accidental. I know you just don't have all that free time. You purposely <laughs> are like, I want to go around and mingle. I'm a mover and a shaker and I, and I need to be someone that can walk into a Lululemon and I have the odds that two to three people are going to know me. Not like, Oh, you're the TikTok guy, but like I know where and I've met him in person. Cause you can be the TikTok guy to million. That's scalable. Yeah. But you being a person of interest here in Charlotte and hyper locally successful, I think is the basis for everything, especially on the B2B side. Yeah. You know, cause the businesses are going to trust you cause you're a local boy here in Charlotte and you get, Hey, you're the, you know, there's Pearl dentistry and then there's this dentistry and those are the two that are really big players, whatever yeah. it may be. What, speak a little bit to that because that's guerrilla marketing is really what that is. Sure, man, it's just my personality. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I do want to go to all those events, but 
Is there other people that are going to those same four events? Sure. Am I the person that wants to, number one, give back love to all the people whose events I'm at, but also I am showing people that you have 24 hours in a day, and if you if you want to watch TV all day or if you want to go to the breweries and, and drown your money in seven craft yeah. beers, like you can do that. But I want to be a connector. I want to... Um, you know, I want to show people what a great city we have, and I want to show people that I get a lot of shit done when I care about the people that I care about. And so that's when, when Instagram stories, when Snap, uh, Snapchat was starting to happen, but when they s- shifted over to Instagram stories, and then not all, all, also Instagram stories, but the fact that you could, like the biggest fail in social media history is when you could not tag a business or a friend in Snapchat. And Instagram, Instagram did that and said, you get, so wh- wh- if I'm going to go to a, a uh, if I'm going to go to an opening, I'm going to tag my friend who's opening up this new store. If I'm going to go to Sycamore Brewery, I'm going to tag Sycamore Brewery. I'm going to do all those kind of things. So just being a connector is just the kind of person that I am. I Enneagram Seven. I'm an I'm an enthusiast. I like to I like to, if I had a business model that said Stu, you own a gym and you're a mural artist and you put it, and that person put the mural in your gym. If I had a hundred dollars the last six years that I lived here in Charlotte that I connected two individuals for a hundred dollars, I would have already retired. And and the cool thing is, is that uh, I joke around with memberships. Um, Memberships die. Like people cancel gyms all the time. You can't, but that relationship and the referral is forever. So you making a connection with the mural artist and you also knowing Stuart Urban Movement and then connecting the two, there's never going to be a time when I tell the story, be like, oh, how'd you get that mural in? I'm like, well, my friend died. Like you'll always be a part of that origin story. Like again, and that is your brand. And and for personal brands, your reputation is the brand. That's why it's so important to keep that intact. But eventually you just become of so many people's origin stories like gyms the most successful gyms I have are the ones that how many weddings have you been to at the gym because the two people met at your gym yep. how many roommates have been created because they went to your gym those gyms are creating quote unquote we're all chasing community right yep. and, and and you're a connector and that, that's what micro gyms do that's obviously what you do so fucking well where um you know as we wrap this thing up where for you in the future here with TikTok obviously doing the business thing but where do you see it all going like if you got to pick your perfect company of one <laughs> day like like, like what your day looks like. Cause right now you're still kind of fit. You know, you're only three yeah. weeks in and you're just still figuring it out. Cause you're behind schedule. Dodge, <laughs> you're fucking behind schedule. But what is that going to look like for you? Cause again, you TikTok, you are essentially going to be a company one for a while. Yeah. You will be a solopreneur. Um, if you take two weeks to, you know, mental, uh, TLC, to just <laughs> check out, that would be two weeks of uh, an audience who's come to digest your shit on a weekly, nightly, six thirty, seven thirty PM basis. That yep. doesn't have it. How do you see this all playing out for you? Well, number one, I, I love somebody. Somebody said a great um, back to your like last comment. Somebody said a, um, it perfectly a couple of years ago, and it's always um, always stuck with me. I'll go back even further. I lost a friend in seventh grade to a drunk driver, and the line for his funeral was through four rooms in the funeral home and down and around the corner, and that's what I strive for every day is to have a fucking packed out funeral, whether it's tomorrow or when I'm 84 and legacy to me is, is a huge thing for me. Somebody said it before when you have three lifetimes, you have the before when your parents are talking about you before you enter this world, you have the time that you're alive and you have the time that your name is said. So let's say for instance, Abe Lincoln, his legacy is going to live forever. He was a president. People are, he's in textbooks, all that kind of stuff. When I die in 20, whatever, you know, I'll hopefully have some kids, have some family members, all that kind of stuff. But I want my legacy to live on as long as fucking possible. I'm not going to be a president. I'm not going to be these kind of things, but I want, I want to be remembered for as long as fucking possible. So the, so that was one, one caveat that I wanted to to say about legacy. And, and that was a really cool way to put that. Like is you're only going to live as long as the last person that breathes, breathes your name. Yeah. Um, and now there's a documentary, a video documentary of you that will essentially live out there forever. I mean, my YouTube, there's yeah. me doing Soldier Boy in my college uh, college dorm room in 2007. The internet doesn't so forget. Internet does not forget. Man, what's next for me? The I actually had I actually had dinner with two friends of mine last night that that really challenged me to be um, as authentic as I possibly can and you know, if, if, you know, the biggest and the the thing that makes me the happiest is when I'm living 
I'm, I, I'm myself the most. I, if a brand walks up to me, if Garmin, I'm wearing this watch, I look down at it. If Garmin walks up to me tomorrow and wants me to do something that is not aligned with the Dodge brand, it's not going to happen. I want to be, the, the, the thing that makes me the happiest is when I'm dancing, when I'm, when I'm being Dodge. And if I can turn that into a business model that allows me to partner with brands that to get the ocean sprays, to get the, the, the brand deals, to, to create content that's hilarious, whether that be on TikTok or long form. I did a video in back in March, uh, uh, first name bars in Charlotte, where I made fun of the fact that nobody says the second two words of the name of a bar and it just went, it did really well. And I, I was my first time I got to produce and direct like a, a one minute video of myself. And I, and I think about, you know, if I obviously didn't know it was going to blow up, I wanted it to blow up because it was a really fucking funny concept. Uh, but what if I had pitched that to, I, I named 12 bars in the, in the video. What if I pitched it to the final bar and said, you know, for X amount of dollars, I'm about to post this on my Instagram tomorrow. Do you want your logo to be on the end and how much will you pay for it? You never know what could have happened. Yeah. It's still it's still a good piece of content for me to sell down the road about how where my creativity is at. But making people laugh, making fe- people feel a certain way, and then and bringing brands that I care about and that and that care about um, what I'm doing is 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 where I actually see myself going. You know, I need to I need to. I've, I was told last night by my friends that I appreciate that I need to hire a business coach. I want I need to find somebody that's doing what I specifically doing what I want to do yeah. and one that do it. I'm what I'm doing. I mean, obviously if anybody says, who do you want to be like Trey Kennedy is just freaking crushing it. Cause he's, he's hilarious. But, um, those are the kind of things that I, that I want to do, uh, moving forward. I love it, man. I love it. Thank you so much for, for coming down and jamming with me. Uh, this was super cool. I was, uh, girlfriend, Jess, big fan of yours. And she's like, did you see Dodge out of zone? And obviously, cause I know, you know, you being at Littlefield, I was like, Oh fuck. Like I was, I was, I was beyond happy for you, man. I remember that moment when I, when I decided to do it and I just super fucking pumped for you. And, uh, yeah, man, I think you, you're just so authentically, uh, you're just, you're just, again, you're very much like that dog face video, man. It doesn't feel forced. You do a great mm-hmm. job with it, man. Keep it up. And I'm really excited to see what the fuck you do here in the future. Appreciate you having me, buddy. Thank you. Absolutely.